Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, we're going to attend our series on miracles. Miracles happen, and how that they still even happen today. And we're going to look at uh, a miracle that took place kind of in a different way in John the book of John, chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 1 through 8 and how that uh, the question is, are you willing? But I'm going to finish with it. It's kind of open-ended. We'll, you'll see what I mean by that in just a minute. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that you are still doing miracles today. Sometimes we forget that, Lord, whether it's in relationships whether it's financially, whether it's in our health, Lord, whether it's things that man, sometimes we just don't think that, Lord, we deserve it or, or it could happen to us. But, Lord, you do want to bless us. And, Father, sometimes we get in the way. So, Lord, I just pray that as we look to your word today, Lord, speak to each and every one of us through your spirit in the same way. But also, Lord, each and every one of us need touched in a way that, you're the only one that knows what's going deep, deep in our personal life. And I just pray that, Lord, you touch our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, miracles do still happen. And, and if you could say probably the one at the way top of the list, it would, it would really, if people say, like real quick, it would say their finances. And, you know, I heard something. I don't really, like a lot of times certain statistics don't really, like, like hit me. But talking about uh, financial miracles, the first thing I think people think of in our society is the lottery, right? You know, and here's why I say that. I heard this this week. I couldn't believe it. Last year, okay, in a period of one year, in a period of one year, there are 80, 80 billion dollars worth of lottery tickets sold. Not, not 80 million, 80 billion dollars worth of lottery tickets sold in one year. So it, it I started thinking about that. I started thinking, man, how, how people are, are, what do we go to right away? Because we want, we want it to happen to get out of whatever it is we're in right away. And, and, and then I started thinking about God's word. I think, you know what? We, we do need miracles in all times of different ways. But the greatest place that we need a miracle in, I want you to stay with me today. Because as soon as I say this, you're going to probably want to walk out the door. The greatest place that we need a miracle today. Are you willing? It's open-ended. Are you willing to forgive? We're going to read that say because when we go to the Lord with that, you know what we usually do? We usually deflect, and I'm going to prove that to you in just a minute. But what what are what are some of the ways? And there's so many. I usually I try and memorize most of my message or in my spirit. But I, there were so many, I want, I want, to, I want to write, I, I wrote them down, and I, I, want, to, I want you to, to, to take one of these, because one of these will hit you or me more than one of the others. Are you willing, and we're going to look at this person Jesus spoke to 
in the New Testament, are you willing to forgive? Miracle within itself when it comes to unforgiveness. Where are people, where does that lie? Well, it can be in divorce. Someone can be unforgiving or angry about a death. How about a prolonged illness? How about parents who maybe weren't there? How about something that even happened in high school? Or something that happened with your boss? Or a coworker, or a sibling, or an in-law, or, or the last two? You can be angry with God. Or this is a real kicker because we all do it at one time or another. You, you're angry. You're unforgiving. That forgiveness needs to take place right here with yourself. All those things take place. Are you willing, whether it's an ex-spouse or mate, or are, are you willing to forgive? You say, well, Dallas, and then I'll hear him, and, and then they'll spew off and go down the list before I can get to anything when it comes to that, when I'm talking with somebody. Or what someone's done to you with all likelihood, how you're, you've been treated by your boss. Or, or you, had, you felt like you grew up, there were three kids at home, and mom and dad always favored little Johnny. Little Johnny was the youngest, and he got everything his way, and, and he could do no wrong, right? Okay? There's something, there's something that we harbor or that we hold on to that is unforgiveness. And you know what? It's there. And here's, here's a, the difficult part about that. We have to dig through it because it's been there so long, we've forgotten it's there. It's still there. What does God tell us? Here's what we do. This is exactly what we do is what the, the one who was, uh, could not use his arms or probably his limbs either. In John chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, Jesus comes along the pool of Bethsaida, and this is what he says to the one who wants to be healed. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. After this great feast of the Jews, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called a Hebrew, Bethsaida, having five porches. Now, let me explain this to you real quick, and then we'll look down to it. There was a pool that there was there, and if you got there at a certain time, there were people that had all types of illnesses around this pool. There was a belief that if you saw the waters move at a certain time, the first one to jump into the pool because the angels had touched the pool, and that's why the water was moving, the first one to jump into that pool a healing would take place. This is what they believed. And so there's, there's all kinds of people that would get there all day or early in the morning to, 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 to be there. Hopefully that that would be their day of healing. If they could just get to the pool when the waters moved because the angel had touched it. That's what they believed. Well, it continues on. It says, there lay a great multitude People were sick, people that were blind, people that were lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in it first after the stirring up the water was made well of whatever the disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity. He had this infirmity 38 years. In other words, he had this illness or 
or sickness for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, Jesus knew, he knows everything, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Listen to what, listen to what the man said to him though. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus asked me a question. He says, Hey, sir, what does he say there? Do you want to be healed? And what does he say? He deflects the question. Hey, can you take me down to the water? This is exactly what we do when we're dealing with something and, and we say that we're willing, but when it comes to that, wherever it is, someone's hurt us or something's hurt us, that unforgiveness is in there. And as soon as somebody begins to talk about that situation, what do we do? We deflect, well, you just can't believe the way I, I had to grow up. And yeah, I can't believe what's happened to me at work. And this, per- you, you listen to how, what my ex-mate did to me. Bah, 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 right? And are you willing, Jesus is saying today, Not all the things that have happened. That's not what he's saying. He's not focusing on a certain whatever it might be and you put in, you deserve to feel the way that you feel. Jesus is asking us today, when it comes to that unforgiveness, don't deflect the question. Are you willing to be healed? That's the question. We have every right sometimes in a tragic death, maybe in a bad divorce, maybe something has happened, and you know what? Maybe you do. Maybe, maybe humanly we do have that right to be angry. Let's just say that from a human standpoint. From a godly standpoint, we might not understand it, but God's saying he's going to use that situation and actually he's going to take it and make it even better if we can believe that. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, we have to go back to the Bible. Joseph said, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn into good. God tells us in his word in the book of Romans that all things can work together for God's glory. See, when we start to heal, hopefully we can start to, to, to open up a little bit. And, and the Bible tells us in verse 8, what did he do? He ignored the answer. He ignored the answer and the question, if you will, of the one who was wanting to be healed. You know, when you look back in your life, when I look back in my life, I am so glad God didn't answer some of the, some of the things I wanted answered. You know, you ever run into someone that, uh, I want to try and keep this really, really generic. You ever run into somebody that, that you dated in high school that, that broke up with you and years later you run into them, you hadn't seen them in 10 years and all of a sudden you're talking to them and you... you, you you didn't recognize them. And uh, you're talking to them, and they're talking to you, and you walk, you walk away from this, and you're going, Lord, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? 
Don't lie to me. I know some of you are thinking that. I know it. God knows what's best. He knows what's best for us. When are we going to get that? And if he knows what's best, why are we harboring on to whatever it is that's there? Jesus ignored his, the, the question, or if you can say the answer that came from this person to Jesus. And we said to him, completely ignored, and he said to him, and verse 8, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Man, that is who Jesus is. We want things all a certain way. We have it in our mind the way it should be. We look at things the way life should work, and it, you know, we get a little bit older. It doesn't work together like we, we, we thought it was going to work out, and, and uh, we, still, we still have some, uh, some bitterness, resentment. You know, all that is, it's just anger that you, that you harbor, that you hold on to, that maybe you've put in a compartment somewhere, but it's still there. You know, I had five or, I don't know, six different coaches or something growing up in sports, junior high and high school. But there was one coach that, that I really, really had a difficult time with. And, you know, on and off, even to this day, it still can, still can come at me a little bit. Isn't that amazing? And that's why I share the way I do. That's nothing compared to what some of you have been through. If we're not careful, we, all those things that I start with, are you willing don't deflect the Are you willing to be healed? If we're willing and we're open, Jesus says, well, let's continue and see what, what will happen. Hebrews chapter 12, and we can go one of two ways. See, we can keep going after a message today or maybe be talked to before about other things, and we just keep going. We can hear whatever, you know. I, I've shared over the years with certain people about certain situations. I said, you don't believe me, but if we talk about this a year later, this is how much worse it's going to be. If you want to stay in that present condition. Well, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Now, this is us, first two words. Looking carefully. You know, we don't, we don't look carefully enough into our own life. And really, maybe not too much fault of ourselves. We're just so busy. You know, we just get caught up with everyday life and the business and the phone calls and the work situations and everything you got to do with your kids and the family. And you can go on and on and on and on. And we get caught up with everything that's going on. But sometimes we need to look carefully into our own life. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up that causes trouble, and by this many become defiled. You know, if I can look at it this way, and I was trying to think, how can I get this crossed in the best way where it says fall short of the grace of God? Grace can be looked at a couple different ways in the definition here. In this way, I believe the Lord's saying, the way that we look at our salvation, the great, the grace, listen now, the grace that Jesus gave you and I when he saved us. There was no one, two, three, four, five, six, you do all these things, then I'll save you. Then you can have eternal life in heaven. Jesus said, 
anyone, whosoever, shall call upon me, ask me for forgiveness. Jesus said, whoever believes that I die on the cross for all our sins will be saved. That's it. There's no prerequisites. Nothing. What he's saying to us, that same grace that he has given us, we know that love covers a multitude of sin. That same grace that Jesus has given us, it's hard. We've got to give others. And this is what I share with so many people. I want you to get this. Two things. A couple. Doesn't mean you ever have to be around that person again. That's hurt you. That's not, what I mean. that's not what I'm saying today. I want to say it again. That person that's hurt you, you don't ever have to be, maybe you don't ever have to be around them again. That's not what I'm saying. Maybe that person's even died that you still harbor anger and bitterness again. Of course you won't ever be around them again. But that anger is still there. I'm not saying you have to be around them again. What I am saying is what God says, we need to forgive others the way he's forgiven us. And as we do, look what can happen or not can happen. Lest any root of bitterness. Here's what I want you to get. Your kids, your friends, people that you love, you don't think that they pick up the, how you feel, what you're going through? You don't think that, that that falls off into them? Bible says it does. That many... The Bible says if we hold on to harbor and we aren't willing and, and, and we hold on to that, that bitterness, and many, it flows off to all kinds of people and friends and family. And they can get bitter too. That's unbelievable. That's what God is saying. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. What did he do? Well, he and his brother were twin. He came out first. He was going to have the, first, the birthright. In other words, he would have the most given to him because he was the firstborn. And this is what would happen when he got older in life, that he would get more because he was the firstborn. His brother, Jacob, was a much better cook. He was a hunter out in the field. Make a long story short, he came in one day. But his brother was also in the wrong too. We forget that. His brother was being deceptive. He knew his other brother was hungry. He was taking advantage of the situation. And he says, hey, he says, I know you're starved, and I know you don't want to wait till you get home or we're way out here. I'll make you this unbelievable meal, but you got to sell me, you get, for that meal, you got to sell me your, your birthright. you got, you got to give me everything that's coming to you when, when dad dies. And he did think about it. He says, okay. He did it. See, we don't think enough about the long-term in our lives, if we did, we would make better decisions spiritually. See, if I continue to hold on to whatever that I'm having that bitterness about, and I'm for, if I continue to hold on, it that's going to affect my kids. It's going to affect other people. It's going to even affect my own marriage. It's going to affect me at work. It's going to affect me all over the place. But if I am willing to to look at it in a certain way, and I can just hold on and know that, Lord, I don't understand this, but you're going to have to take this from me. Let's continue. We're going to close here in just a little bit. For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, 
he was rejected for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Let me just make it real basic. How many people have tears and they're crying out, we don't want to hear it, we don't want to talk about this, but that are in hell today, that were, that were talked, that were witnessed to, that were told about so many times over and over and over again. Jesus loves them. There's a plan for their life. And they're going to, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. Or they make life in this life so much more difficult. They're going to hold on to that because they have every right to hold on to that bitterness because exactly what... And you know what? In many ways, you do have every right. Because if you want to tell me that story that happened to you, you know what? Man, that is bad what happened. But we have to forgive. As Jesus forgave us, and as we do, we'll close with this. When we're willing. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 30 through 32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice. Jesus tells us in verse 32 what we should do be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. If the outcome is, of, you know what, that, 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 that real miracle when we're willing. To forgive, you know what it is? It tells us right there. It's a tender heart. If you're willing to have a tender heart in this life, in your relationships, with your marriage, with your kids, with your coworkers, with your boss, if you're willing to have a tender heart no matter what life throws at you, one, first of all, that communication line between you and the Lord, man, it's wide open. See, because the Bible says don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't make that, that line just to where you can't get through. You know, I, I, I had for years, I worked all kinds of different jobs. When I lived in Florida besides pastoring, one of the jobs that I worked, that, that I, worked uh, uh, I, was, uh, uh, I worked in landscaping. And the landscaping company was in Fort Lauderdale. We lived in Naples. And so they gave me the responsibility of over thousands and thousands of dollars of these palm trees very expensive that they were building this huge complex that they didn't come over. I was the one that was responsible for it. And so uh, I would have, uh, I, I can't tell how many, probably a hundred yards of hoses in my truck. My nickname was the hose man. Anyway, so I would have that many hoses in my trunk. And so I would pull them out. And because when you're building a complex, you would, wherever the big water main tank was at the beginning of the complex, as they were building, they put the, the trees in all these exotic palm trees first. Well, the complex is going to, they would take a lot longer, so they would put the trees, and the further down they went with the trees, the, the more hose I had to get, okay? So I'm, I would, would put the hose in at the main 
uh, part of where this big water tank was. And I have one hose hooked into another one, hooked to another one, hooked to another one. And it would just go forever, you know, across the road, over the other complex, whatever. And every, every time I'd see one of these big dump trucks coming, I'm going, oh, no, you know, because if the coupling was too close to the side of the road, bam, they would hit that coupling, poof, the water would go right down. I have to take the time, if I didn't have the other part, go all the way down to Home Depot. You know, I'd already had a razor blade, but cut the ends of the both pieces of rubber, get a new coupling, put it on, put it on the other end. And, and all this would take a lot of time. But I saw it coming. And I was like, no, you know, here, you know there's this truck coming and bam. But here's, here's what would happen. Now, if I didn't do that, if I didn't take the time to drop what I was doing and go back down and to fix it, I couldn't water those trees properly. And it would just drip out of the end. This is how we live so much of the time. God wants to just flow through in our spirit and our life. The Bible says don't grieve. Don't get to a place to where you, you're, 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 you don't realize it. No wonder you're just so, we get so tired sometimes in our life and everything that's going on because we've quenched off the Holy Spirit and it's, going, it's coming through but just barely instead of saying, you know what, Lord, I got to take the time to stop, look diligently into my life, is I, am I wrong here? Am I wrong there? Lord, forgive me here. Forgive me there. And all of a sudden, that just starts to open back up again. And the Holy Spirit's just flooding through. And you have the strength to deal with what you have to deal with. That's part of the blessing. That's part of the miracle. If we're willing to forgive, man, we're going to, someone says, hey, you, you, you went through this. If, you, if you've gone through something in your life and somebody else is going through it and you're able to handle it a certain way and they're not doing real good the way they're handling it, what do they do? They come to you and they say, man, I, I don't get it. You got to tell me. I mean, you're going through the same thing I'm going through, but I don't know. You're, you're doing something different. You're staying tender. You're letting Jesus take care of it. You're willing to forgive. And you're saying, Lord, I want to keep that. Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me to forgive that person the, the way that you've forgiven me. I know, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be around them. And don't put me in a situation where I have to, Lord. But Lord, I know I have to forgive them. And if you do have to be around them, be prayed up when you go into that situation. And watch what the Lord will do. The blessings will flow. The miracle that happens within us through the power of the Holy Spirit is when we forgive. That's the miracle. It's not the blessing afterwards. Blessing, it just, it just happens. Because we were willing, we were willing. Not to avoid the question. Jesus asked the question, where are we? What's happening? Are you doing what you should? Are you where you should be? Have you forgiven it? Oh, Lord, can you, can you do this for me? No, the Lord has a question for us today. And I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me. And the Lord's there. He said, I'll, I'll take it from you. 
You, you don't have to deal with it. That's the miracle. The miracle that Jesus died for us while we were a mess, saved us, gave us eternal life in heaven. And if we're willing to say, Lord, I don't understand. You know, I tell people, you know, they tell me, I'm just so angry at God right now. I just don't understand. I said, well, tell him. Go ahead and yell. Go ahead and tell him. He said, what, what do you mean? I, I said, well, be respectful. But I said, go ahead and tell him. Yell. Tell him. He said, what do you mean? I said, he knows anyways. He knows you're angry anyway, so just tell him that you're angry. Talk to the Lord. He wants to hear from us. And when we do the miracle, the miracle starts to happen. See, we think, we think the actual outcome of whatever happens is the miracle. The miracle is when it comes to are we willing to forgive, the miracle is when we are just right there and we say, Lord, help me to forgive right there. Miracles start to happen. And eventually blessings flow. But no miss today. Jesus is so merciful. You know what he did? He knew the person that was hurting. He knew their motive. See, there's a great verse found in the New Testament. It says, even though our heart contemns us, the devil beats us up all the time trying to make us feel guilty. Even though our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Man, isn't that amazing? And we can stay tender and we can keep going and we can know that we have a future and that we have a hope. Because when Jesus said, Take up your bed and walk. He overlooked everything in that man's life. All the questions that he had. He didn't really overlook what he did was he said, you know what? I know your motive. I know you want me to carry you down there. But I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to heal your life. That's what he wants for us. Let's pray. Jesus, whether it's those that are watching today, whether it's those that are here, you brought us all here purposely. You had us here for a reason today to hear this message. And Jesus, help us. It's so difficult. Help us to be willing to forgive. And Lord, if we feel the same way tomorrow, Lord, help us to come to you again. And you take it again. And, Lord, we might have to do it, I don't know how many days in a row, Lord. But, Lord, we're going to keep coming to you. Just in the meantime, Lord, help us to stay tender. Father, if there's someone here today, I don't care what they've done in this life, may they know that your love on the cross of Calvary covered and is willing to forgive them for all of their sin. Lord, you came to this world to die for the, all the world's sin. Every sin that's ever been committed, you died for. And Father, there's nothing that anyone's done that they can't come before you and say, Jesus, 
I believe that you are the Son of God, that you came to this world, that you died on the cross for me. And by your perfect blood, forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins. Father, we thank you today that we serve a risen Savior. And Lord, may that person close that prayer and from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, if there's someone in this place today that doesn't know you as their Savior, let them know that you came to forgive. That's who you are. There's someone here today as Ben leads us in a closing song. May they accept you today. All they have to do is to be willing. So we ask it, Lord, in, in your name, in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, there's someone here today. May they accept you. May they come forward and I can show them in your word they can be saved. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.